service. Hey, are you guys proud dog owners like I am? You ever wonder why so many dogs are suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, you know Katherine Heigl from Knocked Up, she's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation. And she says that she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, Catherine feels that there's one place that we can all look to improve our dog's health, and that is their food. Many dog foods can actually create toxins that can be wrecking our dog's health. Okay, and this is true even for many of the premium dog food brands. However, by just adding a few special superfoods to our dog's diets, we can see huge transformations in their health. Catherine Heigl has already done this. She's made a video about it. You guys need to watch this video. It's a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for my dog, Dusty. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin, uh, healthier coat. Dusty's coat looks fantastic. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash disgraceland and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D dot com slash Disgraceland. Disgraceland is brought to you by Disgraceland All Access. Disgraceland All Access membership is your chance to support the show and get ad-free listening, an exclusive scripted episode every month, and exclusive bonus content every week, plus access to an always-on chat with me and your fellow discos. Visit disgracelandpod.com slash membership or just click on the link in the show notes for this episode. Hey, discos. Need a little more Disgraceland in your life? Just a touch to get you through? Yeah, me too. This is the podcast that comes after the podcast. Welcome to Disgraceland, the after party. Welcome to the Disgraceland bonus episode, a little thing we like to call the after party. This is the show after the show, the party after the party, the bridge to get you from one full episode of Disgraceland to the other, the backyard to dig into the dirt. On this episode, we're talking about Leonard Skinner, Judas Priest, Chris Rock, and of course, your voicemails, texts, DMs, and more. And as always, a whole lot of Rosie. All right, discos, let's get into it. Happy, happy, joy, joy, and I hope Neil Young will remember that it's Leonard Skinner week here in Disgraceland. Discos, what a week this is. The Leonard Skinner episode was the last new full episode released in your Disgraceland feed. And so you know, this was one of the most requested episode subjects we've received from you guys over the years. I hope we didn't disappoint. I hope you guys dug it. Uh, the thing with this story is that it was one of those where it really could have been a two-parter easily or perhaps even a full season. Um, there's that much going on with Leonard Skinner. Um, and just the crash alone, I mean, there's so much to dive into. I've run into this problem numerous times over the years with this show, and it's a awesome problem to have when a subject that we cover has so many batshit crazy incidents in their careers and so many crimes, so many transgressions. Um, it's it's hard to know, you know, when to pull the lever, when to pull the ripcord, when do you just go, oh man, I can't do this in 30 minutes. I need I need two episodes or, or perhaps this is... Uh, 
uh, better suited for a different series altogether. Um, it's it's a it's a weird thing to try and calibrate. In the beginning of the show, I was hell bent on repetition, on producing the same exact type of content every time so that I could develop an audience. And one of the tenets, they say, of developing an audience is establishing a reliable, repeatable type of content. So we did that with season one of Disgraceland. And then I started writing season two. And the John Lennon episode was supposed to kick off season two, the story of his assassination. Uh, And when I poked my head up after writing that episode, I had what was essentially a 10,000-word episode, which is twice as many words as what was needed. So I decided I'd try to lightly edit it into my existing one-episode structure and present it as two episodes, uh, which is what I did. Uh, The John Lennon story, the first John Lennon content that we released was a two-episode, a two-parter, our first two-parter, and I would say that it worked. Uh, And frankly... It's kind of kept on working as I've experimented. We've done now four episodes on John Lennon, and I bet if I wanted to, I could just produce an entire ongoing podcast on that one artist. Uh, So with Skinnerd, we found ourselves in the situation where we'd already aligned our production for the one episode to produce one episode, and we didn't want to be too disruptive to everyone who works on the show nowadays, and we didn't want to totally blow up their schedule. So we just went forward with the one episode. Even though in the back of my mind, I was like, this could be more than one. But I'm committed to finding ways to do more long-form storytelling in Disgraceland, and we're currently working on a 10-episode series on one group, a group that I've never covered before, and that has the type of insanely dramatic and crime-soaked past that can sustain 10 episodes. I'm super excited for this. This is coming later next year. I'm excited to stretch the format and see how you guys react to it, and hopefully occasionally do more of this long-form Disgraceland storytelling, not at the expense of the current short-form storytelling that we're doing, something similar to the 27 Club podcast that I host, but I guess more Disgracelandy, which is to say wilder, more dramatic, and more intense. Uh, but before we can do that, we still have this issue, guys, of getting our full Disgraceland archive out from its previously exclusive state and into our feed. And over the past two months in February and previously in January, we dumped into your feeds two full seasons per month. Uh, two seasons in January were released, uh, and then another two seasons in February we were released. And we're going to do the same thing this month. We're going to release two more full seasons. Uh, but instead of just dumping them all in one batch like we've been doing, we're we're going to experiment with releasing two to three episodes per weekday. So let's look at what you got this week. Uh, you got the episode on Leonard Skinner on Tuesday, new Disgraceland episode on Wednesday. You got two episodes that were previously exclusive, the Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love episodes, parts one and two. Uh, you're getting the after party episode as scheduled. Also this week, you're getting Snoop Dogg and Ike Turner from season three. Next week, we're going to do the same thing. Tuesday and Thursday, full episode of Disgraceland, bonus episode of Disgraceland. On those other weekdays, you're going to be getting previously exclusive episodes from season three. All right? That's how it's going to roll all throughout March until we get season three and season four fully released alongside the current season 11 season. Woo! 
I hope I'm not boring you guys. Enough housekeeping. I'm boring myself. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, you got some listening to do, and I've got some other stories to tell you about. Mainly the story, or one story, I should say, about Judas Priest, Rockarola. You know what I'm talking about. You know this story, the story about Judas Priest being accused of murder, or I guess more specifically, of inspiring a satanic-inspired double suicide attempt? This story, when I was a kid, scared the hell out of me. I want to tell you, I want, this is like early 80s, all right? This is the whole satanic panic era. And this is my experience, my personal experience with satanic panic. This is a real thing that happened to me. And I swear to God, hand on heart, I am not exaggerating this. When we moved into our new house, when I was, or I should say apartment, when I was, uh, I was either five or six years old. I think I was five it was in Lancaster, Massachusetts. I remember I was in my front yard. It was like the day we moved in or the day after. That's how my memory serves me. And across the street from us, directly across the street from my house, was a Seventh-day Adventist church. And in there's like a, this like yard in front of the church with a big oak tree. And I'm sitting across from that church on my front stoop looking at this church and this blue Camaro pulls up, blasting what I can only assume was heavy metal. Out of the Camaro, get a bunch of scary high school-aged long hairs. I swear this happened. They nailed a cross <laughs> into the tree. I don't remember if it was an upside-down cross or not, but it was a cross. They nailed it into the tree, and they just stood around cracking beers, listening to Ozzy Osbourne, and hanging out. Yeah, on this in the front of this church, and I knew what was. I knew it was scary as hell. I knew what heavy metal was, even though I was five years old. I, and this was like petrifying. Turns out, I went on to become friends with one of these kids much later. This guy Bruce. Everyone from Clinton knows Bruce. Um, that was that was like my first. This is during the Satanic Panic era. I didn't know what Satanic Panic was, of course, but this is my first intro to heavy metal, and it scared the ever-living bejesus out of me, all right? So this Judas Priest story that I'm talking about, um, this one that we just released on our YouTube channel, this is from that era. It's, it's right around the same time, okay? We just released the version of the story on our YouTube channel, and uh, all of the satanic panic-induced hysteria and political and mainstream media stupidity that accompanied this tale, this, of course, is the tale of, of these two kids who were listening to priests, and they decided they were going to kill themselves, shoot themselves. One lives, and their parents sue the band. Um, nuts story. This is our best YouTube story yet. I'm stoked on it. It's about 20 minutes long and it can be seen again at youtube.com slash at disgracelandpod. Please go check that out. Subscribe, hit the notifications bell. We're growing over there fast. We're releasing these longer form videos every Sunday and 60 second daily shorts every day. All music storytelling, all music misadventure, all music and true crime all the time over at youtube.com slash at disgracelandpod. Go subscribe. Go ahead right now. We did this before. Uh, I'm not afraid to do it again. Go ahead. I'll wait. Open your browser, your YouTube app, either search Disgraceland or even better, just go to youtube.com slash at Disgraceland pod. And uh, yeah, that's it right there. You got it. You got it. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on all notifications. There you go. You got it. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. That's going to give you more time to find us on YouTube. Again, youtube.com slash at Disgraceland pod. Bam. You got it. Okay. You are good to go. Set up for the next story that's coming this weekend on the time that Hell's Angels set out to assassinate Mick Jagger. Quick break. Right back with your voicemails and your texts and your DMs.
Hey guys, I want to talk to you about my Tacova's cowboy boots. I picked them up while I was in Austin, Texas. I had this event I had to go to that night. It was a formal thing. I had this idea of what I was going to wear, but I needed the one extra thing. And I was like, aha, Tacovas. There's a Tacovas here in Austin. The dudes who worked at the store were great. I found the exact boot I was looking for. This boot is called the Dylan. I got it in midnight black. I wore them to this formal event. I had on a suit. And then tonight, I'm going to wear them with jeans to my son's baseball game. These things are amazing cowboy boots. They're super comfortable, and I can tell already that they're going to last for a long time. A couple things you can do here to check out Tecovis. If you can, stop by your local Tecovis store. Have a complimentary drink or two. The experience is awesome. You can shop all the new styles. You're going to smell that fresh leather in the store. The friendly staff are going to be at your service. They're going to take care of you. They're going to make you feel like a rock star. A lot of the Tacova stores have these leather custom branding services to make your boots truly personalized. They put on regular live music and events. It's an awesome in-store experience. So if you have the opportunity to check out a Tacova store, I highly recommend it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Dot com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and they ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, Discos, it's Jake here. Thank you so much for listening to Disgraceland. Your support truly means a lot to me, and it's because of you that my team and I are able to make this show. If you want more Disgraceland, if you want more regular interactions with me and the community of Disgraceland listeners, or if you simply want to listen to the show ad-free, go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership, or just click on the link in the show notes for this episode. For just five bucks a month, you can listen to every episode of Disgraceland ad-free. Plus, you'll get one brand new exclusive episode every month. You'll also get weekly unscripted bonus content, special audio collections, and early access to merch and events. There are two ways that you can support the show and become a member at disgracelandpod.com slash membership. You can sign up using Patreon and listen to the show ad-free on Apple, Spotify, and most other major podcast platforms. And Patreon members also get access to all the other perks of membership in an always-on chat where I'll be interacting with you and diving deeper into the world of Disgraceland. But maybe you're currently an Apple Podcast subscription listener and you want to just tap into all the bonus audio content and ad-free listening that we're offering. We're also offering this membership as a premium channel on Apple Podcasts. However you choose to join, all you got to do is go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership. Support the show for just $5 a month, five bucks, or sign up for an annual plan and get two months free. Come join me and your fellow discos at Disgraceland All Access by visiting disgracelandpod.com slash membership. All right, 617-906-6638. That's how you get in touch with me. Call me on the line. Call me any place, anytime. Call me. I am here. Send me a text. Leave me a voicemail like Eric here. Hi, Jake. This is Eric calling in from... Maine. Um, I got to tell you, I had a really funny, awesome thing happen. Um, I went into the grocery store and I found out that Orono Brewing Company was doing a joint crossover um, collaboration with you to do a gluten-reduced lager called Rockarola. Um, absolutely love it. Such a fan. Obviously, I had to buy it because I'm a fan of the podcast. Um, really love what you're doing. Really love the way that you're storytelling and doing everything along those lines. Um I wanted to ask if 
any previous seasons or if in the future you plan to do any kind of storytelling about two artists in particular, Marilyn Manson and Mayhem, um, both of which are very divisive, both of which are very kind of dark figures in terms of maybe music as well as some questionable things that they've done in their kind of careers, Mayhem with their whole live album situation and Marilyn Manson being kind of like the controversial figure that he always has been. Um, but, yeah, would love to hear you tell those stories if you haven't already. And love the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. Eric. Eric from Maine, thank you for the message, and thanks for buying our Rockarola beer up there in Maine, produced in partnership with the mighty Orono Brewing. For those of you who are like, what the hell am I talking about? We made a beer. It's that simple. It's called Rockarola. It's the official Disgraceland beer because, well, it's gluten-free because I don't dig the wheat. And, you know, we had an opportunity to do something cool like this because of the fine folks at Orono. And this tastes really good. I highly recommend you get yourself some Rockarola. Hit up Orno Brewing to get your hands on some. Eric, as for your question on the Marilyn Manson thing, yes, I am very interested in telling this story. Uh, but it seems like the story is still being told. Uh, there's still It's still developing. And with some more time, we'll have more details. I've got a pin in this one. Uh, but it's going to be a little bit longer uh, before I get into it. And maybe this ends up being one of those longer form stories that I referenced at the top of the episode. And as for Mayhem, well, I got you covered, brother. I told this story back in season one. It's in your feed now. Make sure you've downloaded it. I think it's titled Norwegian Black Metal and Not Mayhem because we deal with the entire scene, but it's basically a Mayhem episode. Check it out now. Let me know what you think, Eric. All right, let's check out this voicemail from the 317. Hey, Jake, it's Quentin from the 317. Uh, love the show. Can't wait to hear the Leonard Skinner and the Otis Redding episode. I, I love Otis Redding. But my question is, who's next on the 27 Club podcast? I'm really interested to hear who's going to be next. And if you don't want to say anything, if you want to make it classified that you have to come kill me, whatever, um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I'm interested to know who's next on the 27 Club. Thanks, man. Keep up the good work. Bye. Yes, Skinnerd, Clinton in your feed now. I hope you dig it. And yeah, Otis is coming next week. As for the 27 Club, we have what I think is the next season produced and ready to go. But I'm focused now, as you can see, on getting the Disgraceland content all out into the open. And then we're going to figure out 27 Club and Badlands, too. They've got more Badlands content coming as well. We're not pulling back on that. But Clinton, I know the way sucks and i apologize growing pains we are a small group of folks over here trying to figure it out trying to figure out how to juggle and distribute all this content that we're making and how to not overwhelm you guys uh, one thing that'll make you happy is that i'm considering how i might be able to make a deeper investment into the 27 club and create something that goes um as frequently as Disgraceland. but i'm not there yet i'm close but i'm not there yet Anyway, uh, not the answer that you were looking for, I'm sure, but we'll have new stuff for you in the 27 Club feed soon. All right, 617-906-6638. If you'd like to send me a voicemail, uh, you can let me know what you're up to, what you're listening to, what you want to listen to, or you can let me know anything at all. And we might play your message in this episode, or you can text me at 617-906-6638. And we can get into your questions here in that format too, like this text from Gerald. Gerald from Memphis says, Hi, Jake. Gerald from Memphis. Love the Disgraceland podcast. 
I fell off when you switched to Amazon and now I'm catching up. I heard episode one of the Grateful Dead episodes but missed the second at the time and would love to see those ones re-released if possible. Keep up the good work. Love the stories, dude. Well, Gerald, thanks for coming back, man. We missed you. Happy to have you here in Disgraceland. Um, I believe, yeah, Grateful Dead is part of season three or perhaps season four, the first Grateful Dead episode. So that's coming. That's coming this month in March. One way or another, you're getting that first one. As for the Pigpen episode, which is later in, I believe, season six, that's going to be a bit. Um, but it's coming, man. So stay subscribed. We appreciate you coming back. All right, let's do a text from the 401. Hello, Jake. My name is Alexandra. I've been listening since season one. Another season one listener. I love this. And want you to know, here she goes again, and want you to know that Disgraceland is by far the coolest podcast I listen to. Why, thank you, Alexandra. Alexandra then goes on to say, I am a letter carrier for the USPS and have got you in my earbuds daily while walking my route. I second the recommendation of doing an episode on Nick Cave in The Bad Seeds. Truly an amazing story. And the man is a Phenomenal artist, musician. Anywho, thanks for all you do and keep the great content coming. Rockarola. Alexandra, all right, I hear you. I'm feeling a consensus swelling around Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. So, uh, yeah, going to have to find time to get into that. I'm excited. I'm excited to learn more. Nick Cave is obviously a uh, very compelling character, an amazing artist, and uh, I appreciate the text. All right, let's do a couple more here. Let's see here. From the 715, this one's quick. What music do you turn to when you feel miserable? Well, um, I don't. I don't turn to music. I find that uh, music doesn't do it for me when I feel miserable. I have to do other things these days when I feel miserable. Mainly, I need to work out. I need to exercise. I need to get my endorphins popping. I need to recalibrate and sweat and punish myself physically. Uh, music, eh, I, don't, I don't know that it's the great salve for when you feel bad, unless you're putting on like some KC and the Sunshine Band, or I don't know, man. It's just uh, the older I get, the more I need to turn to other means to cheer myself up. So 715, I'm sorry you're feeling miserable if you are, um, but uh, I would suggest, you know, if you're not the working out type, Maybe just get outside, go for a walk, clear your head. Don't put anything in your ears, you know, just kind of, I do that sometimes too. Sometimes I just go for a walk. I just need to cleanse. No phone, no earbuds, no nothing. Just me and the vitamin D. It works. All right, let's do another couple texts here. What do we got? All right, from the 440, Jake. Thanks for releasing all of your episodes. Just finished the Tiller Russell bonus episode. I'm a documentary junkie, and the 7-5 is one of my favorites. Keep up the amazing work, brother. Rock and roll of Matt from the 440, and now in the 480. All right, Matt. For those of you who don't know what Matt's talking about, Matt's talking about bonus episode. We did a couple after parties ago where I interviewed my friend Tiller Russell, who is a great documentary filmmaker. He made The Night Stalker, which was relevant to our conversation because we had just released the ACDC 
the episode. He has a new documentary on Waco coming out. I believe it's called Waco American Apocalypse. That comes out in March, March 22nd, if memory serves me. But to Matt's point, one of the best documentaries ever made is by Tiller Russell. It's called The 7-5, and it's about a corrupt bunch of cops in New York City in the 90s. It is phenomenal. Um, these guys, these characters, I don't know how Tiller finds them, but he manages to, or they find him. Um, and and everything comes together in perfect working creative order in this documentary, The 7-5. I highly recommend it. Matt knows what's up. All right, let's do one more text, and then we will get into some other responses here. All right, for the 541, Jake, Rick from Portland here. Love the pod. I need an app on the Dead Boys and Stiv. That's Stiv Baders he's talking about. Thank you for all you do. Someday, man, um, someday you're going to get that Dead Boys episode. I can promise you that, Rick. Uh, let's uh, head off here. Let's do some DMs here. What do we got? Our friend Courtney Ford on Facebook sent us this screenshot with the results of her term paper. <laughs> on quote, quote unquote, addressing client needs. I wonder what Courtney's studying, where she received a 100 uh, percent. And this is here again in the screenshot. And it's incredible. Congrats, Courtney. Uh, she has it circled with a note that says written to the sweet sounds of seasons one through nine. Thanks, guys. Uh, Courtney, to the extent that we can take credit for your perfect grade on your term paper, we'll take it, but uh, I'm kidding. Uh, I guess I'm more concerned with how our content did not distract you from getting a lower grade, uh, but I, ki I kid, I'm excited for you. Congratulations on the 100 uh, on killing it on your term paper. Uh, let's do this one here. Okay, at Gavin Van Vlack over on Instagram, the great Gavin Van Vlack, I should say, of the great New York hardcore band Burn, among others, says, how about a Link Ray? And the idea of having a band song that was an instrumental, as well as the fact he was American Indian and that his popularity would be a threat to the era's ethic. That's an awesome idea. Uh, Gavin Van Vlack is obviously a very smart man. Uh, and I appreciate that recommendation on Link Ray. Link Ray, all around badass. I think there's a documentary out right now on Link Ray or on uh, Native American artists and rock and roll. Uh, so, yeah, man, I'm going to get into that at some point, Gavin. Thanks for the suggestion. Uh, for those of you who don't know Gavin, go check out all his work. Check out Burn, check out Pride, check out Absolution. Great, one of the great hardcore, New York hardcore originators. All right, at Todd Cord on Instagram, wrote in with this cool story here. Um, Todd is saying, Jake, I love your show. After listening to the Ramones episode, it made me think of another band slash artist that was so influential yet underappreciated, and that is Mike Ness of Social Distortion. I recently saw a show that Harley Davidson was sponsoring with Social D playing second to last with Green Day headlining. What a shame. To me, Social D is sort of the West Coast SoCal version of the Ramones. I have a Social D story. My band, this is him talking, not me. My band was scheduled to open for them at a tiny venue in Anaheim, Linda's Doll Hut. Great, 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 great venue name, by the way. And that's me talking, not him. Okay, so he goes on to say, the place was a staple for everyone to come out of Orange County and even LA. No doubt formed right down the street from there. The Offspring, Lit, and many more. And on the night we were opening the quote-unquote secret social distortion show, our drummer and I were walking up to the massively long line that went down to the freeway entrance, and we encountered Noodles and Dexter from The Offspring. And they were there to pay their respects to Mike Ness, He'll never be as successful, wealthy, or recognized as those, other, as those others. 
That's at Todd underscore chords with his social distortion story. As if I needed any convincing, I didn't. I love social distortion. Uh, I always kind of have. I think they're fantastic. And yeah, I, I know there's something there. I think Mike Ness was in jail for a minute or something. I, I don't know. I don't know the backstory, but uh, I appreciate Todd surfacing that for me. I'm going to get into that at some point. Love these recommendations, guys. Keep them coming. They are the life's blood of the show for real. Um, let's see. What else do we got here? At W Jeffrey 48060 on Twitter, hitting me up at Disgraceland Pod, recommended documentary, Hired Gun, Out of the Shadows and Into the Spotlight. I've heard about this and it looks awesome. This is this documentary on these uh, touring musicians and studio musicians who play behind these massive artists and have throughout the history of rock and roll. Looks really interesting. Hired Gun. I appreciate that. I'm going to check that out. You know, a lot of times, guys, I see this stuff out there in the world and I'm so distracted with my own bullshit that I forget about it. So I love that you're all recommending this content. Um, it resurfaces, resurfaces it for me in a cool way uh, and keeps us connected. So keep it coming. You can hit me up at Disgraceland Pod on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and I'll get back to you on either of those channels or right here in the after party like we've been doing. And as always, you can call, text, leave a voicemail, 617-906-6638. All right, quick break and back after that with some recommendations. All right, the recommendations part. This is the recommendations part. Still don't have a theme song for the recommendations part. Maybe this will become the no theme song recommendations part. I don't know how come I'm the only one trying to get a solution to this recommendations part, not having a theme song problem that I have. Um, Someone help me out. Anyway, before I get into my recommendations, I wanted to read a recommendation from a listener that I'm excited about here uh, from Hayden Lee Bushnell on Facebook, who is recommending Be Here to Love Me, the Towns Van Zant documentary, after watching our Waylon Jennings cocaine bear story over on our YouTube channel. Hayden chimed in, told us to check this out. Um, I think I've actually seen, I think I saw this like years ago and or bits of it anyways, completely forgot about it. Cannot remember anything about it, but I am excited to uh, dive into Towns Van Zandt. I really appreciate this, the resurfacing of this documentary, the Towns Van Zandt story, Be Here to Love Me. Thanks for the reminder, Hayden. Um, All right, so that's what Hayden's watching. What am I watching? I'm watching the old episodes of Party Down. You know that. I talked about it last week. I'm almost done with season two. I'm looking forward to the rebooted season three, which I hear is great and I cannot wait for. Okay. Um, this past weekend, I watched, as I'm sure most of you have, the new Chris Rock Netflix special, and I'm going to go two thumbs way the fuck up. I mean, what what do you think I was going to say? I'm Gen X to my core. That doesn't mean I'm going to be down with whatever Chris Rock says because he's Gen X, but it does mean I'm likely going to share his sentiments on a whole lot of the insanity that the world has spitting back into our faces these days. And I thought that Chris Rock did an incredible job of framing so much of the current ridiculousness, some of which he's been caught up in. Uh, Part of me thinks comedians might be the ones who save the world. They might be our only hope. Then again, uh, it might be the complete opposite. All I know is that I thoroughly enjoyed Chris Rock's special um, I thought he was just throwing fastballs the entire time. Amazing to hear. Uh, 
basically his opinion on everything, even if I didn't agree with it, I, I enjoyed his, his take. I always enjoy his take. He's obviously been one of the smartest, most influential comedians of my lifetime. I love that he's still killing it while he's in his fifties. Um, but what was perhaps more interesting than the, the totality of the special for me was Chris Rock's, um, take finally on the whole Will Smith incident. And to be honest, because they were promoting the fact that he was going to address the incident before the special came out, and it was a live special on Netflix on Saturday night, uh, because they were promoting it, I didn't think that he was really going to go there. I thought it was going to be kind of like a, you know, whatever bomb. Um, I I didn't think he was going to go there with so much emotion and vengeance, uh, smart vengeance. It was, it was awesome. And I thought well-deserved and yeah, it's already been litigated in the media and all of our politics have already been atomized into the incident with Will Smith and all the silly armchair quarterback, fresh takes have been spit out all over whatever the internet. And at the end of the day, all that's left is who was right and who was wrong. And all I got to say is Chris Rock is a full grown man and we need more of that. And I love this special. Go check it out if you have not already. All right. What I'm listening to. I'm still listening to that banger mix, guys, that I made for Spotify. Five hours of music from Disgraceland, from the episodes of Disgraceland, from the artists that we featured in our over 100 episodes of Disgraceland. Search the Disgraceland podcast official playlist in your Spotify app for that, and you will not be disappointed. I'm reading Flannery O'Connor's Prayer Journal. I think I've mentioned this before. This isn't a novel. It's not a book of short stories. It's literally a journal of prayers written by the great author Flannery O'Connor from her time in college in the mid-1940s and her struggles and reckoning and strengthening of her faith as a Catholic. I find it to be compelling, inspiring. And for anyone who's into the inner workings of great creative minds and interested in spirituality, I highly recommend it. A Prayer Journal by Flannery O'Connor. All right. I'm headed to Vegas this week and then to Maine this weekend. So semi-recommendations back in a flash. All right, this week's recap is this. Number one, Leonard Skinner is in your feeds, and Otis Redding is up next. Number two, Judas Priest is waiting for you on our YouTube channel, and Mick Jagger and the Hells Angels, they're up next over there on youtube.com slash at Pod. Number three, we're releasing season three and season four daily this month with previously exclusive episodes. Uh, four, Chris Rock is the man. Five, Flannery O'Connor is the woman. Six, you can get at me at 617-906-6638 on the voicemail and on the text and at DisgracelandPod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube.com slash at DisgracelandPod. And I've got a moment of zen to fall into any second now from the set of Back to the Future's prop department from 1955 in Hill Valley, the, the yellow pages page that Marty rips out of the phone book in the diner. I give you me reading that phone book right now. Brown, Emil, 268 Hector, 9-4821. Brown, Emerald, 281 West 23rd, 3-2176. Brown, Emerald and Company, 3 Bernhardt, 8 28 
1-800-242-8297. Brown, Emmett, Scientists, 1640 Riverside Drive, 8 Klondike, S-4385. Brown, Eric, 392 East West Drive, 5-3956. Brown, Ernest, K-4032 South North Ave, 5-0037. Brown, Ava, 403 Pueblo, 9-0032. Brown, Evan, 927 Hill Place, 2-6311. Bruno, Van, 820 Hudson Ave, 5-0... Quit talking and start mixing. Cut it.